On February 25, 2015, San Francisco police detectives Eric Raboli and Craig Tiff fired six shots and killed Emilcar Perez Lopez over on 24th and Folsom Streets in San Francisco. The officers, who were wearing civilian clothing at the time of the shooting, struck Perez Lopez once on the side and five times in his back. Perez Lopez of Guatemala was 21 years old. NBC Bayer's Sharon Katsuna joins us live in San Francisco. And Sharon, it did take two years. Why did it take so long to complete the investigation? Well, Janelle, the district attorney says that it took two years simply because they had to gather so much evidence and interview more than three dozen witnesses. They released animation today of what they believe happened back in 2015 on Folsom Street. They say Amilcar Perez Lopez from Guatemala, who died from six gunshot wounds by police, had a knife, and the officers used deadly force in self-defense. Officer Tiffy heard the shots being fired by Officer Rivoli. Perez Lopez was moving in different directions at this time and appeared to fixate on something in the street south from where they were standing. Perez Lopez then took a step between the two parked cars and raised the knife. Officer Tiffy says he didn't know exactly where Abraham P. was at this point, but believed that he was very close and thought that Perez Lopez was going after him, so he fired his weapon one time and saw Perez Lopez fall to the ground. Disappointed at the pace of the investigation, disappointed in the outcome, um, feeling terribly sorry for the community as well as for Amilcar's family. And the Police Officers Association says we cannot let this pain be a wedge between us. Instead, it should motivate us to work together as a community to prevent future tragedies from taking place. This means putting in place smart policies and introducing 21st century tools that will protect both the public and police officers. And back here live To date, there have been no charges brought upon the officers while the city of San Francisco and the Perez Lopez estate settled a federal lawsuit in January of 2018. More than four years after the shooting, we find ourselves on the corner of 24th and Cap Street in the Latino Cultural District of the Mission, where a mural honoring the life of Perez Lopez has come to life. Today, on the inaugural episode of Mission Housing's San Francisco In Flux podcast, we speak with Lucia Ipolito and Ana Lisa Escobedo, two of the artist activists tasked with turning tragedy into art. I'm Chirag Bhakta with Mission Housing. Welcome to San Francisco In Flux. Hello everyone, this is the inaugural episode of San Francisco In Flux, the Mission Housing Podcast. We are recording in La Mision on 16th and Valencia and are honored to be blessed with our first ever guests, two artists and activists, Lucia Gonzalez Ipolito and Ana Lisa Escobedo. Welcome to San Francisco In Flux. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Can y'all please, you know, speak about the vision, the thought behind the mural, and what your creative process was. You want to start? or uh, You were more involved in that portion. Okay. Um, well, the beginning of the project started with the Justice for Amilcar organization with Father Richard 
reaching out to the family and trying to find an artist. Um, so he went to Presida Eyes first, and Susan Cervantes put him in touch with Carla Wojcik, and they worked together for a little over a year planning the process, and then um, and then shortly after got in touch with Homey, the youth organization on Mission Street, and came up with some preliminary designs. Uh, there was a lot of youth workshops involved so the youth had a lot of say in how uh, the, pro the the mural was going to look and then Guy 24 Mission Housing got in before I came on board and helped uh, add to the design and then um, and then we brought on Flavia Mora who helped finalize the design and then we invited other muralists such as Pancho Pescador, Christian Munoz, Annalisa Escobedo, uh, Adriana Adams, and Sonia. and Sonia G. Molina. So we're currently now, all of us are on above the Calle 24 offices. We're, um, it's a huge mural that we plan to be sort of a ofrenda of um, different aspects honoring people who have been killed by SFPD as well as people who have been killed at the border because um, we're making the connection of Amilcar Perez Lopez being from Guatemala and the background transitioning through a border to the cityscape of San Francisco. Do you want to add on that? Um. Let's see, the mural has gone through so many changes and so many challenges as well. Um, it first was going to be on Folsom in mm -hmm. 24th, and it was supposed to be a tiny, maybe seven by seven feet wall. And if you go down 24th and Cap, it ain't no seven by it's seven. The whole side of the <laughs> yeah, it's a huge wall. Um, so it been a long process it's been a long creative process mm -hmm. uh, and like I said it's been a challenging one it's the mural has continuously been fundraising as it's being painted um, it's still continuing to do that it's really a community effort word and you know kind of going off what you were saying about you know there were many there were and are many hands involved in this project you know, why was it important for you to ensure the larger community was involved in the planning aspects, designing aspects, and even in the painting of the mural? Well, I mean, I think that um, it's important that we had um, as many people from the neighborhood involved, um, you know, and also as many people who have similar stories to tell. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, a lot of us are Latino and a lot of us, you know, um, a lot of us are women. So uh, I think the more hands and more stories that were similar to Amilcar's were going to be more, um, help me. Well, I was going to tell our history, first of all. Uh -huh. um, to me, that's, we're just... There's many variations of what makes a mural, mm -hmm. but um, in Lucia, you could be like, nah, girl, you're wrong. But 
I like to think murals are one way to do a right mural and one way to consider a mural is through community effort oh, and yeah, community sure. stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's different variations of it. It could be more painting something because they believe in themselves. But honestly, if you walk down the mission and if you look at great murals from in Europe or even Mexico and throughout the world, there are stories and histories and other people. and in order for us to tell those stories, we have to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, the more of us had having dialogue, the more powerful the design got, because we just kept like adding what we felt was super important to the project. Yeah. And that was actually one of the challenges, is at one point, how much? How much how are we gonna <laughs> include? <laughs> we got a big wall, but- yeah. too much. We, yeah. 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 <laughs> it ain't that big, yeah. yeah. Word. So, so you know, kind of maybe going off of that a little bit, you know, the main focus is definitely, you know, justice for Emilcar, you know, but there are, there, there are still other notable people, victims of police, of police violence, community leaders depicted on the mural. Can you speak more about maybe who they are, you know, a bit of the why they were also included? You kind of spoke a bit about the why yeah. as it is, but kind of who else is on there? Why is it important to have, you know, other faces on that mm -hmm. mural as well? Yeah, well, I mean, we started with just Amilcar, right? And so he's the focus. I mean, the ofrenda, like I said, or the altar is showing to retablos, um, which like honor the dead. So he is the main focus in one big one, and his family is in another on the side. But to include more people, we had other um, other parts of altars, so candles, and we have a lot of people on the candles. And on the San Francisco side, we have people like Alex Nieto, uh, Luis Gongora, Alfonso Delgado, Mario Woods, who all were killed by SFPD. And then it kind of tran transitions to candles of people who were killed by border agents. Like Roxana Hernandez, Claudia Patricio Gomez, Gonzalez, and Oscar and Valeria Martinez. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Word, word. Um, I kind of want to talk a little, a little bit about art and activism, right? And you know, kind of the intention of putting faces up there, the intention of saying people's names, uh, you know, remembering their existence, their history, um, and how art plays a role kind of in creating, sustaining, and giving life to movements. Um, so I kind of want to ask how you, how both of you see your art, your murals, playing a role in the activism and organizing, you know, in the mission in Frisco and, you know, globally, you know, kind of around political issues facing our community, you know, not just this one, but also overall. Well, I mean, I, I consider, uh, I consider all my art political because I feel like, mm -hmm. That's um, one of the only ways I know how to to speak out against injustices and and stand up against oppression is by communicating through my paint. Um, and you know, I try to involve myself in as much other activism as I can, but um, but by blatantly putting things on blast and like calling out the police, for example, like this is a protest statement. And this is our counter, um, our counter report of um, of the killing of Almirkar. So, yeah, um, I think it's just for because it hits core to who I am and what I am. So, like, I'm dark skinned. 
um, Afro-Latina. On our way here, I was talking about, like, you know, if I've, I've had people growing up who are my age look at me and be like, um, speak Mexican, speak this. Mm-hmm. Who you love in, who you that, why are you with that black person and that attitude. Um, also, it's... It's, it, I grew up with it. I grew up in South Central. I grew up with gangs. I grew up with drugs. My own father was murdered by SWAT team in San Gabriel. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, I I paint what I believe in and what hits home to me. And a lot of these shared experiences, um, what I paint, other people relate to. And this mural is definitely something that I relate to and in the community relates to. And we're seeing it today. And um, we're just high. We're just retelling our story and our history, and mm-hmm. it, and that's why it's important. Um, I think it's also important to keep arts alive. I think to this day, like art is still devalued. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked a lot on Prop E for art for for all. So that was like one of the things. Like, how can we restore art into the city? How can we make the city known as a poetry city, as Alejandro Murguia says? How can we take care of our elders that have been doing it for a long time, like um, Michael Reels, um, whose mural needs to be restored? And and I even um, talked about like, how does this mural look like in ten to five? 10 to 20 years mm-hmm. for the next generations over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, in terms of leaving a lasting legacy of resistance, of politics, of, you know, pushing back against, you know, like state-funded oppression, how do you, you know, what kind of legacy do you foresee this mural that you're working on right now to leave, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, 30 years from now? Well, I mean, you know, I grew up in the mission and like, I feel like what made me get into painting and muralism was like my uh, elders, um, a lot of my parents' friends, and then my stepmother, Juan Alicia, like watching how their legacy was impacting me and my generation. So doing these murals, every time I'm like trying to focus on the... um, the message and what it what it's gonna leave with younger people. So, I hope that with this mural, uh, kids can walk by and see Amilcar and see how he looks like them and see how they want to do something about it. They don't want to let that happen to their friend or they want to make a stand. So, I and I also hope I also think that like in twenty years, like I would hope that. The enough of these educational messages can get out about our police where this doesn't keep happening. Um, yeah, I would just, I would just hope that um, this inspires, it motivates, it educates, it calls out, and we just keep making these so they're right in people's faces that people want to do something. And you know, I think like my mom's generation, she's born in like. 47. I mean, like, they've been waiting for a revolution forever, you know? And it's like, I hope in 20 years, like, it's happened already. So we don't have to keep dealing with this stuff. <laughs> History keeps repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Can't we stop? <laughs> um, I didn't grow up with art being a legacy. So to me, like, I always think about, like, when I see 
my kids getting ready at Mission Cultural Center in Brava and getting mm-hmm. like hand making their outfits to do Carnival. And then you have um, these community murals where like example, we, we let volunteers and you mm-hmm. from Homey come and hand paint. And you know, that's something like I didn't have. And um, like that's super dope that exists here. Mm-hmm. and. I think about future generations. I was like, maybe one day I'll have a little kid, and guess what? They can do all these things. But mm-hmm. with that's why it's really hits core, and it's really important. And adds to a lot of people, a lot of artists, and a lot of community folks. It's like this is so important. If we don't have this, what are they going to have in the future? Are these going to be forgotten? And that's why it's really important to keep these legacy legacy businesses legacy cultural centers like uh, legacy districts and just everything alive because even though there's going to be changes for new stuff um there's a lot of history and background that can definitely show us and tell us and hopefully do change history and we can stop repeating it mm-hmm. yeah for sure you know definitely art can speak a different truth than the written word can, then the spoken word can, then, you know, many other mediums can. So, you know, it's definitely, it's one thing to, you know, we can read newspaper clippings 30 years later about what happened, but seeing, you know, seeing a lot of that and a bit of the resistance and, and some of the community healers up on a mural is different, right? Definitely the, the powerful imagery is, you know, it's, it's necessary, right? It's necessary for, for our work and necessary to sustain our souls. Um, just to be able to express it that way, right? Like not everyone's going to be able to take pen to paper and put out what their feelings are, but you know, you know, having a way to artistically express that, um, and and actually on the buildings, you know, it's definitely important. Um, it's definitely important for us here at Mission Housing too, right? You know, having the number of buildings that we have, and finding a way to you know to both reflect, represent, and you know speak truth about what's going on here in the mission. You know, we you know as an affordable housing developer. You know, we were created by and for community, you know, um, about 48 years ago. You know, our work in terms of housing we build is anti-gentrification, right? That, that's, that's, that is a core of what we do, right, to make sure we got housing for our people, low-income, um, low-income folks. You know, but we definitely know these types of processes, gentrification, um, you know, they're very destructive and they manifest in very different ways in our communities. Um, and where we've, you know, where we're finding ways where our work and our fights intersect is definitely key. So I kind of want to ask y'all, you know, how this project is a bit of an example of that, but also like in what ways is there still work to do for artists, housing advocates, organizers, tenants' rights folks to collab- to collaborate to make sure we're pushing back against the same beast together? Well, I mean, like, you know, I. The mission is a lot different than it was when I was growing up, and mm-hmm. it was like, you know... I Say a little bit more about that. I mean, yeah, I grew up with, um, you know, a lot of more, a lot of more, like, gang activity, a lot more, um, and a lot more, like, families, just there was more Latino families and working class people, like, right next door, and um, now you walk down 24th Street and it's mostly white people and it's it's really weird um, and it and it and what you said about like collaborating it, it can be really difficult because it's like you know we're trying to we're trying to communicate a message in the best way that we know how and we're trying to give this mural to our community and also like 
to to the whole world at large like show a big message but at the same time it's like you got these uh tour groups who are seeing it though that's who like i don't i didn't i didn't make this mural for them mm -hmm. and it's um it's really hard like growing up i mean i know you experienced the same thing in la like la got gentrified way way earlier in a way well i mean we still got our gang so it's holding down nobody but mess, messes with looters park <laughs> <laughs> but are they doing those they like safari tours in uh in south central and stuff like i'm like and it's it feels like the same way out here like with tours coming through the mission as if we're like some sort of amusement park mm -hmm. uh and Sorry, I can't remember the rest of your question. <laughs> I just for a second. Yeah. It was a loaded question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so basically what I want to get at is like, you know, like this project being an example of how housing movement, artist movement, you know, the, the movement against police violence is finding a way to intersect because the beast we're fighting is the same, right? White supremacy, gentrification, neoliberalism, whatever you want to call it. Granted, um, we can call it all these things and more. Um, like we're all fighting against one massive beast in our in our own ways, right? But it's very important for us to 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 find ways for us to intersect and for our struggles to intersect. Mm -hmm. And so, how is this an example of that? But then also, like like what's still left to be done? Like what what could we do? What are ways that you know that 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 Mission Housing can help? What are ways that like you know other tenants' rights orgs, housing housing advocates, you know you know. Police justice folks, mm -hmm. climate change justice folks, etc. You know, really work together to 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 collaborate, push back. Well, first of all, just like we're lacking families, we're lacking artists in this city. Where are the artists at? Real. Yeah. We have, I think, Flavia, Adriana. They have a day job. They work every day. Uh, I'm unemployed right now, so I could be on the scaffold. Um, but then what? November 1st is going to come along mm -hmm. and I'm like well how am I going to pay rent mm -hmm. so like, you know there's still a lot of work to be done and I and we got to all come together and understand at the end of the day like we have a shared goal and shared vision but we also have to survive mm -hmm. so we got to respect sometimes I think too um, we have a shared goal our shared vision, our shared um, solution. Like we want peace, we want our communities to be intact, um, but we all have our different ways of doing it. And that's where we kind of have to work on, work on finding how does that work? How do we respect each other? How do you respect an artist's way of doing their work without somebody being like, actually, yeah, you're an artist, we need an artist, but I want you to paint it this way. And that happens a lot. Yeah. And I'm not talking that about, luckily this mural wasn't like that, but like it, it generally it's does real. happen. It happens, yeah. And then it's, we still have like people who want artists but don't want to pay the artists. Or, um, and I'm sure Mission Housing has that where you have people, where you've met people who are like, working their butt off more than what they're actually being paid so we we need a lot of self-love first of all we need to respect yes, each other do. and we need to start self-loving and taking care of each other um we do that on the scaffold i'm like lucia did you eat <laughs> what did you eat 
smoothie. Let's go get a smooth smoothie because you know it had that plant protein on it because we need extra protein. <laughs> but um, you know that extra love and respect, and sometimes like there's no way of we we just gotta respect how we do it differently and maybe that is the solution what can each person contribute but i think that's the first thing is how do you get people back in the city so for folks who are involved in movement work aren't involved in organizing you know on the daily what are other ways that folks can collaborate folks can contribute to something like this right because none of this is free artists gotta get paid they got rent too Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, I know y'all y'all are still pushing a fundraising drive. So can you, you know, plug that a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we actually have been trying to raise money for the mural. And, uh, you know, homie's been uh, like scrape, scraping pennies yeah. trying to get this mural funded. Trying to, we got to pay for the labor. To, we got to pay the muralists. We got to pay for supplies. Uh-huh. We're like putting spritzing water down and make yellow last. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like yeah. we're running out of paint. I have a wallet so, full of receipts for IOUs. <laughs> I mean, we we're fundraising as we're going. Um, and so tip your. Um, your artists here and there when you can mm-hmm. art you know it, it does cost money uh, and like you said we got bills too you know we got to feed some of us have families uh, that we're taking care of some some of us even sending money back mm-hmm. home um, and so there's many ways um, one, and and the block party I mean if y'all want to eat yeah, then. that's we're, we're, <laughs> we're doing that uh, we're and that's a community base and so I'm not we're gonna up that. Like, there's a lot of people helping out, but we still need a lot of help. Mm-hmm. We still. So what would be really helpful is like if you could just share on your social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you got. If you could share the GoFundMe, which would be um, Amilcar Memorial Mural on GoFundMe, and we also have a Venmo too, which is what is it? Homie SF, H O M E Y S F, all together. You're welcome to give a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, mm-hmm. five thousand. Share it with a thousand of your friends, and then we can get our three thousand dollars short, yeah. which we are right now. We're still um, looking into collaborating to doing more fundraisers for it. Um, so if, even if you want to be a collaborator, you're welcome to reach out. Mm-hmm. We're on the scaffold still up to, or you can come to the unveiling on the 17 and talk to us and how you want to be part of that. And a support. Mm-hmm. Right, so on GoFundMe, it's the Emilcar Memorial Mural. A M I L C A R. For everyone listening, you know information on how to donate will be included in the caption of this episode. Please, you know, whatever you got, $2, $3, $10, you know, a lot of this, you know, every dollar gets stretched to its limit in this kind of work, especially with artist work. So anything, if you, if you think it's too little, trust me, it's not, right? So please, if you have anything, please make sure to donate. And again, information will be included in the caption. We take pennies. <laughs> we take pennies and we stretch them out into dimes. <laughs> We don't. We 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 don't change. We understand that a lot of us are also struggling. So yeah. when you give, like, 
I, I, we know that mm-hmm. your that dollar you got in your wallet could have gone to this and that, could have mm-hmm. gone to that bar ride, that muni ride. Um, so you're about to sneak in the back um, because you helped us out. Um, so no, nah, don't do that. Those tickets are high now. Yeah, no, but. but yeah, well, you, whatever if you got you an can. extra dollar in that <laughs> wallet, totally give us. If not, again, share it with the world. Share it with your community. Share the link. Share the stories and um, help us out a little. And hopefully karma comes at you, you know. <laughs> hey, put some good out to the world. The universe will send it back, you know. All right, so, um, uh, so, so let's talk about November 17th. You know, we've talked about the mural. We've talked about art. You know, art is activism. We talked a little bit about the issues. So, you know, myself, I, I you know, I walk by this mural every day, um, and I can't wait for the scaffolding to come down so I can see what it looks like as a whole. So, November seventeenth, something's happening. Um, can y'all can y'all talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so we're having a block party come through. It's going to be cracking. It's uh, it's the dedication of the mural. We're um, going to start at noon with some DJs, uh, Brown Amy, Mala Malcriada, Sinamores, and we're going to have speakers such as Father Richard with Justice for Amilcar Coalition and, um, and Homie, of course. Uh, we're gonna have a danzante blessing with um, Iliana, right? And we're gonna have music from La Familia Penagovea with um, La Doña. And uh, we have tents, we have the homie tent, we have Justice for a Milcar tent, we have Mission Housing Development, of course, tent, Calle 24, we have vendors like Sanfram. We have jewelry, we have Mishkual there, we have face painting with Kina. What else we got? Um, Lowriders. We got lowriders. Hey. <laughs> what don't you have? I think, that, I think that's the better question uh, We got question food. Right we, we got, got food. food. We don't have vegan food, though, for you. I know you like we, vegan we, food. <laughs> <laughs> we will make sure there's vegan food at this event. I will make sure there's vegan food at this event. <laughs> oh, we got um, also San Francisco Poster Syndicate is a collective right. I'm part of. We live print posters for protests and events. And we're gonna be having poster of Amilcar as well as other things relative to the mural. Dope, nice. So, so it looks like it's gonna be a fun, amazing, exciting, resistance-based event, right? Bringing community together, celebrate. Um, it's gonna be dope. I am looking forward to it. Um, are a lot of the artists gonna be there who have been working on this mural? Yes, they should all be there. We're we're excited to see and celebrate with everybody. Mm-hmm. Dope, excellent. So November seventeenth, twelve noon, twenty fourth and Cap, the unveiling ceremony. You gotta be there. It be is there gonna and be, be square. Yeah, it is. Be there and be square. Be there or be square. Or be square. Don't All be right. a square. Yeah, don't be a square. Don't be. <laughs> show up here and you will take away your uh, your square card. Um, I don't know if that means anything, <laughs> but sure. Let's 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 run with it. Um, dope. So November seventeenth, twelve o'clock, twenty fourth and Cap, mural unveiling. I want to thank Annalisa and Lucia for being here on our first ever episode of San Francisco In Flux, Mission Housing Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Joining me now is San Francisco.
Francisco Influx producer and Mission Housing Communications manager, Julio Lara. Thank you for joining me, Julio. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> it's our podcast. <laughs> thank um, you for having. Thank you for having me, Julio. Yeah. Um. So you know. So 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 you were here during that interview. During that I was. Discussion. It was high impact. It was. Um, it's a lot of like dissect, and hopefully the listeners um, kind of caught on the fact that. I mean, it's when you being born and, and raised in the city. Obviously, you grew up around these beautiful pieces of art all the time. Um, and it's easy, I think, at times to take them for granted. For sure. Right? Um, because we, we see them all the time. And then and then I, as we've gotten older and the neighborhood has changed, um, What's also changed is that is is the a lack of those really powerful pieces that again when you were younger perhaps you didn't know how to appreciate and now you understand just how integral they are to, to the community. So a piece like this um, is essential to sort of bring some of that nostalgia I guess we can call it too and a little nostalgia back because you know we get murals here and there all the time we've got a couple alleys in the city that uh, do a real good job of that but. Um, if you understand the history of why this art exists in San Francisco, then especially it, in the mission, yeah, it should really excite you to actually get out there on the 17th and see what we'll, you know to be a part of it or something like that. Yeah, for sure. You know, as especially in a community that definitely has seen the impact of gentrification, police violence, um, in a very real way, especially recently in the past few years. Um, you know, to, to 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 be a part of a celebration, you know, uh, that's out of love. That's you know, like celebrating the fact that you know, even even out of tragedy, the community is coming resilient. The community is coming out strong, and the community is still here, and 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 we're still here, and and we're putting our truth up on the walls. You know, like that's it's powerful. It's amazing. Um, you know, I think today's discussion, you know, like you said, went really well. Um, how how deep do we have to dig into the history of Mission Housing, our org, to see whether or not this is this is this the first of its kind for us? It's actually not. Right. We actually um, help sponsor a mural up uh, a Carnival mural, really close to where this one's going up. I believe it might be a South block. NS, right. Yeah, it might just be a block away. But that one I remember existing even when I was a kid. Yeah, it's been and a then it's been there. I think what we've been able to do is is uh, what you're talking about. And correct me if my history is wrong, but um, a restoration of it, right? Yeah, recently, recently. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but so I'm talking about just like from the from from the, the get get as an affordable. Well, yeah, I mean, for for mission housing, it's definitely I think you know big. It's definitely new, right? You know, it's 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 definitely possible that in the past the mission housing may have been involved in some of that stuff. But I think to you know intentionally use the big wall on our building on 24th Street to speak on a community issue with with, with massive community collaboration. This this is definitely I think a first of its kind for us as Mission Housing, um, and hopefully not the last, right? And I can say definitely not the last. Yeah, I mean like um, it would be uh, it would be really really 
incredible and awesome to have this particular project be uh, a catalyst to uh, utilizing the, the wall space that we do have um, as an asset that we do have to actually promote this kind of uh, these kind of things, right? Um, and not just that, I mean, looking in the future a little bit with uh, La Fenix in 1950 and how huge that's going to be and how we've tried to involve the artist community locally here for that. Uh, we're taking steps in the right direction. I think what we're going to find a challenge as a nonprofit is similar to what we talked about with uh, with uh, Annalisa and with uh, Lucia, the fact that it's expensive to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we are just like any other uh, nonprofit are trying to stretch these pennies out. Um, and it's not easy. I can tell you as somebody who's, you know, had to ask artists to maybe take a pay cut or to work for, for pennies on their dollar. Yeah, give us a discount on top of the nonprofit discount. It's not easy. It's not a, a, and it's not a comfortable place to be. So hopefully uh, we see some people, maybe uh, we see some organizations who are willing to give and be a part of that without expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. Right. That just want to contribute to the vibrancy, to the history of the city, to the art form. Um, without really expecting anything in return. And yeah. I think and that's it's not material. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, really trying to, and to the point, and, and at least I think I mentioned this too, is, you know, you ask us to be artists, but then you tell us what to paint. You know, that's not the real, that's not the approach of it either. We want to be able to be an organization that says, hey, we have this beautiful wall space, XYZ. Um, we'd love to see what you can do with it. And I think that's something that we've done already. Um, and some of the other projects, uh, some of the other things that we've done um, with our groundbreakings, for example, when we've reached out to local artists. And uh, I'm proud to say that for the most part, for the overwhelming majority of, of that time, artists have been very receptive to actually helping us out tell that story that way. That's been really, really cool. Word. Yeah, straight up. 100%. What about you? you I mean, you did the interview. What was there anything specific that stood out from listening to him talk to uh talk about uh the mural I mean, his mural. yeah you know i think i think you know one thing that stood out to me was definitely the the long collaboration piece and the very intentional process that that they took to get to here right you know getting youth involved getting other nonprofits involved getting you know getting you know everyday community members involved in painting the mural right like like coming up with the concept, designing, and then, and, then, and, then, and then on top of that, like having your hand brush the actual mural, right? Like having, having your hand in actually creating and painting it is, I think, huge, you know, to involve a lot of people in, you know, because, you know, these things are powerful and oftentimes, you know, almost as an example of, look, we all have a role to play in the movement, right? We all have a role to play in creating beauty and art and life in our neighborhoods. And the way that they did it, to me at least, was definitely emblematic of that, right? Of like, look, every, look, everybody has a role to play in this movement, and everybody has a role to play in this process. And your views and your opinions matter here, right? You know, like you know, community members helping bring art to their, you know, to their community, helping speak their truth onto the murals. Um, you know, to me, like process-wise, like that, that was definitely something that. Um, that should be emulated in a lot more spaces, um, but it's also something that's definitely powerful and beautiful in its own right. I'll tell you what's going to look cool. 
install that. I mean, it's right on the on the Carnaval route. Yup, pictures. That's gonna look so cool. That's going because that's right when they turn on. Right when they turn, they're gonna turn right it's right next to the Twenty Fourth Street Bar Station. Um, once nearby. Um, that's gonna look so right cool. Right on to Mission. One last plug: November seventeenth, uh, over on Twenty Fourth Street and Cap. Uh, if you're from the city, you know exactly where that parking lot is. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Make sure to check out San Francisco and Fox podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, that's where it's going to be posted up also online. Let's make sure you check that out. On behalf of everyone here at Mission Housing, thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you again next time on San Francisco in Flux.